Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hello and welcome back to everyone that's been tuning into this podcast and those of you who are brand new to listening, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. I wanted to just give you some updates. If you are not already on my newsletter, make sure you go to lindsaymarino.com and sign up for my newsletter because you will get information of brand new podcast episodes just like this and you will also get information about my upcoming classes and my events. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'm so excited for you to hear all about episode six. So during episode six, I interviewed one of my teachers who is Mavis Patilla and we talked all about mediumship. Mavis began her journey in 1966 on a bright summer day when she saw a male figure build up in the living room at her home. At the time, she was very seriously ill. Having been told that she had only three months to live, the man told her to go and find a healer or she would not hear the New Year bells. The shock of this experience and the pursuit of spiritual healing led her to a lifetime of dedication to spiritualism. She was introduced to the Arthur Finley College by Gordon Higginson in the late 60s and she became a tutor and eventually senior tutor. Mavis has been a medium for 50 years and her passion is teaching the fundamentals of mediumship and advanced mediumship. Her book Mavis with Spirit and numerous CDs can be found on her website. For more information, go to mavispatilla.com. Enjoy the show. Hi Mavis, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Yes, so I wanted to open up and ask you about how you knew that you were a medium right away. Well, uh, really, because I saw the spirit world, I saw them as clear as I'm looking at you. Mm. Um, out of the blue, one sunny bright day, uh, with a cigarette in my hand, um, just naturally they just appeared and they just told me to go and find a healer or I wouldn't hear the New Year bells. And that was because I was very, very sick at the time. Mm. When that happened, did was this early in life or as a child? Or it, it wouldn't be a child? No, I got, I got mm -hmm. my son. Um, yes. So I, I, I would have been in my thirties, yes. you know, when it happened. Um, uh, and um, it, I really, it, you know, the soul has to open at a certain time. And it's a misconception to think that the spirit world makes contact with us. What happens is the soul opens when it's ready. Yeah. Um, and that's where we give the power so we can see the spirit world. Right. So uh, my soul needed that experience mm -hmm. to take place so that I would see the spirit world. And that's what happened. Yes. And of course, it was very natural at the beginning. Okay. Because I know there's lots of mediums probably listening right now. and. Some of them are just starting to develop or seeing spirit, whether it's in their mind's eye or right in front of them. And I know there's many mediums that have come through wondering why hadn't they experienced it during childhood years? Mm. And that's the reason. It can't start until the soul is ready. Yes. You're born to do this work, 
but the, you have to wait for the soul to ignite mm -hmm. uh, mediumistically. And sometimes, you know, we've got to live real lives first. We've got to gain the knowledge about the earth and about people and the ups and downs of life and the trials and tribulations. Because without them, we don't have the we don't have the great em empathy that we need to have between the two worlds. Yes. Because we need to have that empathy and that love and sympathy, really. Right. And that actually brings me to my next question, because I know so many people think that we have to live a spiritual life as mediums. And how would you say that you live your life um, as a medium? Because I know we're normal human beings, but there's a lot of pressure that comes with being a medium that we can put on ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And you can put it on yourself. For some people, the, their need to meditate and their need to do certain uh, rituals is very important to them. Mm -hmm. And without those rituals, they don't feel that they can accomplish anything. But for me, um, it's just natural. It's just so natural that I, I never have a problem. Okay, so I don't do any rituals at all. I don't meditate. I eat meat. I love a gin and tonic. Um, <laughs> And really, I, I, I don't suppose I, I live an unnatural life. Right. I live a natural life as a human being. And that's what you've got to remember, is that we will always be a human being. We carry within us a power. Mm. And it's, we're carrying that around with us, within us. But we only need to ignite that power when we are using it for the betterment of the two worlds. So the rest of the time, you're just a normal human being. I love that. I'm sure everyone listening is going to have a lot less pressure on their back hearing it from you. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Because we have got a lot of problems with people. And you know, mediumship sometimes can make you stressed. Mm -hmm. Instead of it being a joy, it becomes stressful. And the, the other thing I would say is that mediumship at the beginning is natural. When you start to develop it for platform or to do private citizen, to become professional, then it becomes unnatural yes. and then it has to become natural to you again. So it's like there's three stages. There's that natural stage, that unnatural stage and then that natural stage. Mm. And, and how long will that take? I don't know. Mm. It depends on the person. Yes. All right. I'm really glad that you brought that up. And, you know, going back to when you first started becoming a medium, I know we've had a conversation in class about um, the things that you used to do when you first started to prepare for a reading. Can you share it? Oh, with absolutely. Us? I used to feel I had to have a shower before I went on platform. I had to wear exactly the same type of clothes. Um, I had to pray to God and then pray to the spirit world that they would be there. Oh, so I had a lot of hang-ups. <laughs> uh, and I call them hang-ups rather than disciplines. Okay. Um, and... Uh, it was just amazing because I went to work at a place in London and uh, I didn't have time for the shower, I didn't have time for the prayer, I didn't have time to talk to the spirit world. I was just bombarded from morning till night to work. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I found that it actually worked quite naturally. So I kind of shelved all those things to one side and just started enjoying it really yeah and it probably took a lot less time oh for absolutely. You beforehand absolutely. And stress. absolutely that brings me to my next question with spirit you know you are the voice of, of the spirit world and I feel 
that it's so easy to focus just on the clients, the humans that are sitting in front mm. of us to deliver mm. the message. But I love your philosophy and your knowing and belief that our connection to spirit is so powerful in the way that, you know, once we really trust and believe in them, that's when everything unfolds. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think spirit wants us mediums to know while we're working? First of all, I think they want us to remember that they are people, mm -hmm. that they're intelligent people, and that basically they have loved someone very dearly on this earth. And that person will be in the audience or, or one of your clients for a private sitting. So they are going to know a great deal uh, and they'll have memories that they want to share. And what the mediums do is they kind of live for the yes. So if the spirit world are giving something that the, the recipient or, or the, sitter, the client can't take, what they will do is they'll start to panic and they'll tr start to change the evidence instead of thinking, well, it's fresh in the mind of the spirit, yeah. the recipients having to think about this, mm -hmm. you know, and, and instead of interfering, just stay with the spirit world, just let the spirit world sort it out yeah. because they know exactly what they're doing. They're intelligent and we shouldn't really um, take away from them mm. the knowledge that they love the person that's in front of you and secondly they know all about the person in front of you and then thirdly that they still love them and yes. that's why this is happening and that they organize the sitting yes okay because they organize everything so you know getting the mediums to relax really mm. and let the spirit world get on with it yeah i think that's the biggest thing yeah that's huge and i i love your teachings and your philosophy about really um, feeling the presence of spirit mm. and carrying that out not mm. just about the evidence but really feeling that presence too. oh absolutely absolutely there's a lot of mind mediumship at the moment where it's fact 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 but you know love isn't based on fact right love is based on emotion it's about memory and it is about some of the facts. So really you have to have it all. Mm -hmm. But you know, the one thing the spirit world wants to do is give their love back to the person and let them know that they're still loved by them. So if the medium can open up and allow that love, that presence to come mm -hmm. forward, then for the spirit world, that's the icing on the cake. Yes. You know, that's when they know, wow, that right. was a good sitting for me. And, of course, it was a good sitting for them. Yes. And, you know, and always when you've finished a sitting or you've finished a demonstration, ask the spirit world whether they enjoyed it. Yes. I love that you mentioned it because I remember when we, we've been talking, you know, you talk to the students about sometimes you'll go outside and sit and have a conversation. You know, how did I do? Or yeah. you, that sort oh, absolutely. of reflective conversation. Absolutely. And sometimes they'll answer me and sometimes I get nothing back. But at least they know that I am on their side. Yes. You know, and, and um, it, it is important that the spirit world know we're there for them, that we're not there for ourselves. Yes. And once you can deal with a no without it harming the communication, then you know you have achieved that belief that you are there for the spirit world, you're not there for the people here, and you're not there for yourself. Yes, that's okay. so powerful. 
Yeah, once you get to that point where you think, okay, I got a no, but later on, she'll remember that. Mm -hmm. She'll remember that point. So why should I worry? I'll stay with the spirit because I know they know what they're doing. Yes. You yeah. know, that's when you know that you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Which is huge to remember because mm. it's so easy to beat yourself up about things and really connect it to yourself as the human being and the medium when it really isn't about us. No, right? but you know, it took me years to get to this point. Yeah. So please don't think I've always thought like this. <laughs> I've been where every other medium has been. I've fallen in every other trap that every medium has fallen into. I've possibly beat myself up a thousand, thousand times. You know, and when people are, are listening or watching me work now and they say, oh, goodness gracious me. You know, I haven't always been in this belief system that I've got now. I had to actually grow into it. And we all grow into it by just building on our belief. That's yes. what we do. That makes complete sense. Mm. I have another question about going back to when you first started. If you could give your younger self, you know, when you first started as a medium, advice, what would you say to her? I would say, stop worrying, just mm. enjoy it. Yeah. Because really, it's that, uh, you know, you worry so much. You, it's a very lonely life, mediumship, because you're in your head all the time, aren't you? And, you're with the spirit, but it's unseen. So there are many complications come up at the beginning. Yeah. Um, a lot of complications. And yet you want to do it and you feel you want to do it for the right reasons. And yet the more you try, the further away it goes. So the less you get, you get, it's not being, yes, do be concerned. and and do be careful at how you think and don't become blasé. But actually, I think I would be saying to myself, look, enjoy it. Yeah, and I think that you do such a great job of that now. I you add so much so. humor to your teachings mm. and um, it, I know that you make the spirit world proud, definitely. I hope so. Yes, and I the one of the last things that I wanna ask you is if, you wanted other people to know about your life and you wanted to summarize it in a word or a phrase what would you share with them about your belief about your life well i think that sometimes i look at myself and I, and i listen to people saying wonderful things about me and i think oh my god i wonder if they know the real me <laughs> uh, okay that that they've got this image of me uh, that really uh, Possibly I present when I'm in the power and I'm working with the spirit world, but there's a Mavis Patilla under there right. Okay, that really can uh, lose a patience lose a lose a temper that can be just an ordinary person Yeah, okay, and could have made made mistakes and I have made a lot of mistakes in my lifetime So, you know, they always say don't they that be careful don't put people on a pedestal because they've got clay feet so I would suggest that I know I've got clay feet. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love it. Is there anything else that you want to share with anyone listening that is thinking of um, really becoming a working medium? Take your time. Okay. I think that that would be it. Don't rush. Don't yeah. rush it. Learn the theory behind it. Understand your connection. Understand about you. 
investigate you because you are a, a, an integral part of the communication. So f at the beginning, really become aware. Start with awareness, then go to blending. Mm -hmm. But start with awareness. Become aware how you connect with the planet. Become aware how you connect with the, the universe as a whole so that you can become aware of your own power. And for me, spend time developing your awareness and your belief and your trust in yourself yes. before you start to think, goodness gracious me, I've got to become a professional. And don't make a decision about what you, what you, where your destination is. Mm. Just let it unfold in a natural way. The more natural you can be, the more you, the journey will unfold itself. Mm -hmm. And remember the soul's got the architect's plan. You know, instead of going to the spirit world for everything, remember to go inside. The other thing I would suggest to every um, medium who's, who's unfolding would be to keep a journal and write spiritually. And when I say write spiritually, I don't mean from the spirit world, but let the soul talk to you. Mm. Because sometimes, you know, I read, people send me beautiful work and they say, oh, the spirit world gave me this. And I look and I think, no, the soul gave you that, mm -hmm. your soul. And we don't actually hold our soul and our spirit in the highest esteem that we should. Yes. We hold the spirit world, but we forget we are spirit. And it's holding ourselves in high esteem and taking care of that soul and that spirit mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves to blend with that part of us so then when the expansion comes, we've got our belief and then we offer that to the spirit world. And that's how we should unfold our mediumship. I'm so grateful your time and energy and your teachings and I'm just so blessed that you're a part of my life and I'm thankful for oh. you taking the time today. That's very kind of you. It's lovely to be with you and you know I think a lot about you anyway, don't you? And uh, you're a treasure for the spirit world, but you're also a treasure for the earth, okay? Uh, because you'll work with two worlds. And, you know, we, we do heal two worlds. We look after two worlds, and that's yes. our, our task. And mediumship's a vocation, it's not a job. And I think you've actually recognized that already, that it's yes. a vocation and it's a life pattern. It's not something you can switch on and switch off. And I know you believe that. I do. Um, and... Um, you know, you meet people on this journey that um, uh, that really will will never actually unfold it to its fullness because actually it's a job for them, mm -hmm. uh, and that that really is the attitude won't work like that. Right. You have to have it all, and it is a vocation. And we wear a mantle of ministry. Mm -hmm. We really do because we minister unto two worlds, okay. and I think you've got that role, and um, I think you'll go forward with it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mavis. You're so welcome, darling. You. You're welcome. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel, too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.